Welcome to Mixed Reviews with Allison and Aubrey. This is a black film review podcast by two mixed race sisters. And we're catching up on the culture. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Mixed Reviews. That's not our theme song. What is our theme song? (laughs) Our theme song doesn't have singing in it. <laughs> da, 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 da. I don't even know. Okay. Wait, what was <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> you're trying to think of the theme song. I'm like, what is our theme song? Um, Any hoozle. Um, welcome to another week. Another and week. you know what happened this week? Don't you, Aubrey? Mm, no. The Oscar nominations were announced. Oh yes, for the year 2021. Now introducing our new Oscar segment of the podcast. <laughs> I know. Um, who wants to guess how I'm mad? <laughs> how you're mad? <laughs> Why I'm mad? <laughs> I, I can only yeah, think boom. of a hundred reasons, but was <laughs> I, I seriously doubt I've seen any of the movies on the list, though, because I never know what these movies are <laughs> that go up on the Oscars anyway, so. Um, explain to me how Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield can both be nominated for an actor in supporting role. For for Judas for Judas and the Black Messiah, I didn't tell me how there's not a leading role in that film. I didn't know that was possible. Yeah, only for black people apparently. Only for black people apparently is that fucking possible. Make this make sense to me. Are you telling me that in a film about Fred Hampton, Fred Hampton is not the leading the role? Lead? <laughs> can you? Can you? Can someone make that make sense to me? I'm wondering How? what is what. I wonder if it comes down to screen time, or just pick one. Just pick one. Like it was not a. It, it the thing is in other ensemble casts, even if you want to say that it's an ensemble cast, you usually still like pick one to be. Yeah, I didn't know that. It just that was is like such a trash thing. All right, who wants to guess why else I'm mad? Um, why? <laughs> How Jews and the Black Messiah got nominated for Best Screenplay, Best Film, but then no reference of the director. He's not in the uh, the lineup for Best Director. No, never, ever. Why? Why would he? Of course not. (laughs) This only happens to black people, I swear to God. What else was nominated for Best Picture? I want to see if I know any of the fucking films besides Judas and the Black Messiah. Best Picture, The Father. What the fuck is that? (laughs) Judas and the Black Messiah. Mank? That's a Netflix. Mink? Mank? M-A-N-K. No idea what that is. Minari? No. No idea. Nomadland? That's, I think, a Hulu, actually. 
which means that's a Disney. And then... Don't know that. Promising Young Woman. Nope. (laughs) I've heard of that. That's the one with the white girl who, like, pretends to be drunk at uh, clubs and then gets men to her apartment and is like, I'm not drunk, and you're a rapist, and, like, fucks their shit up. Oh, I think Anna was telling me about that. It looked that it looked really interesting. Um, Sound of Metal also looked very interesting. That's an Amazon Prime. Don't know. And then the Trial of Chicago Seven, which is a Netflix. Um, so Netflix has two or th- I don't know if Minari is Minari might be a Netflix. Um, I'm not quite sure. They have two, at least two, in Best Picture. Like what the fuck? That's crazy. That's insane. Like, and then Amazon Prime is also in the best picture. I'm just mm-hmm. like, these streaming and, and a Hulu, all these, yeah, most of the four out of the six of of best picture are all from streaming services. That's crazy. That's insane. Um, but... Yeah, the only good news is that original score, we have two black people, uh, two black composers, uh, Terrence Blanchard, of course, for The Five Bloods, and then, um, oh, Soul, yeah, 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 Soul is nominated uh, with John Baptiste. Oh, okay. Um, so that's cool. Only, I think only one or two people have ever won that, that are black. <sighs> Should we should we put out some predictions? I literally haven't seen any of these movies. Okay, we'll we'll save our <laughs> predictions. We'll actually sit down, consider. We'll watch. I think I'm gonna try to watch most of them because I think me and my friend uh, will be vaccinated by then. So I think we're gonna try to have like a Oscar oh, watch party. That's cool. I know. Um, and I think I'm gonna try to watch some of these. Um, I want to go ahead and put it out there right now, though. Um. Actor in a leading role is going to Chadwick Boseman. Oh yeah, for sure. They they love giving Oscars posthumously uh, instead of actually giving them when people should be recognized when they're alive. Oh, so. <laughs> How many icons did Chadwick Boseman have to fucking play? I couldn't tell you. And then he gets it for uh, Ma uh, Ma Rainey in the Black Bottom. Um, did you see that movie? No. You know, for mm. our film review podcast, I don't watch a lot of movies, do I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we almost did that for the podcast. I watched it. Um, I felt like it was problematic. I felt like it was problematic as fuck, honestly. There's a short animated film called Opera that's nominated. Oh, uh, I, re- I remember actually seeing something about that. I haven't heard of that. Am I in opera? Like, what the I don't know else. <laughs> <laughs> I I just watched The Trial of Chicago 7, though. You should watch it. That's you know what was in it is uh, Sasha Cohen Baron. So what's Sasha Baron Cohen? Who that? He's a comedian. Isn't he Borat? Oh, really? Yeah, because Borat's also the guy that's in, like... Sweeney Todd. Doesn't he do musical stuff, yeah, too? Yeah, he's done Sweeney Todd and uh, Les Mis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the same guy. Yeah. Well, he's in this, too. And he's nominated for supporting actor as well. In- if he gets this over Kaluuya, 
or Lakeith. <laughs> I'm gonna kill people. I'm gonna kill people. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the Oscar episode. Just seeing if Allison's going to combust and kill somebody <laughs> on the night of it. And we can all take be- bets. <laughs> oh, we also gotta watch One Night in Miami. One Night in Miami is up for Best Picture. That's up for actor and supporting role, actually. Oh. For which guy? So, Leslie, Leslie Odom. Oh, okay. So, um, and I, I did see that movie. That was really good. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved that movie. But no, no nod for best director, which is frustrating since it was directed by Regina King. Oh, yeah. That would have been our first. Mm-hmm. We've never had a black woman director nominated. No black women ever nominated. Damn. We have John Singleton. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Lee Daniels for Precious. I never saw that. I need to see that. Dude, I, I think saw, I saw Precious. That was, that was a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. That's what I've heard. Um, Steve McQueen for... Um, and then they... It didn't... Okay. It became a fucking meme. Because yeah. people like to memeify black women's pain. So honestly, that's cool. <laughs> Love that. Um, Steve McQueen for Twelve Years a Slave, Barry Jenkins for Moonlight, and then when they won Best Picture, mm-hmm. um, we know what happened. Um, <laughs> you saw Moonlight. I don't think right? I've ever. I saw that live because I I always yes, watch I, the Academy Awards. Well, actually, I don't watch the Academy Awards live. I watch Tumblr watching the Academy Awards. So I just uh, I just can't How does anyone do that? That is so frustrating because then it just gives me the highlights version, gift and no. subbed. Perfect. And if I don't no. want to see what embarrassing thing is happening on the screen, I can just scroll by. Nope, don't want to see that. <laughs> I have to watch it live, I man, hate like live I'm the person TV. that's like hyped for it i'm like let's like usually at uh in our in lawrence the um the movie theater has like an oscar watch party really and they'll put it up in the big theater i've done that two or three years in a row now and um they'll you can buy champagne popcorn everything you just get lit as shit at the (laughs) at the uh theater and just and they have like a you put your predictions in at the beginning and then they have like prizes at the end it's super fun i don't think we're gonna do it this year obviously Probably. i don't know it depends how many people get vaccinated. i mean i'll be vaccinated so you're like i can do whatever the fuck i want i can do whatever the fuck i want i don't think that's how that works but, um spike lee was nominated yeah that's it yeah. oh and jordan peele jordan peele oh, right, of course We've had six black men be nominated and never win Best Director. Damn. This shit is bullshit. I hate this place. I'm like, I'm I, like, I God. Allison hates the Oscars, but we'll go to I, Oscar watch I love parties to hate. I love and have to a hate. great time. But then <laughs> just loves being angry. <laughs> I literally go just to watch my own blood boy. Yeah, just she, to get she's addicted more, more to the mad. adrenaline it gives her. <laughs> Allison just watches the Academy Awards so she could just get this closer and closer every year to a heart attack. <laughs> Gets her adrenaline fix for the year. Oh, it's so irritating. Oh, goodness. Uh, and even in this article says, will Regina King join the club? The answer was no. She was definitely no. <laughs> The answer was no. The answer was no. Resounding fuck you, Regina King. (laughs) Fuck. 
Uh, okay, so keep keep ears out um, for our upcoming, like, we'll do a full Academy um, show. We'll have a whole show. <laughs> great. Glad you've decided this for us. Great. <laughs> I think we should. Don't you know? I think it'd be a fun show. But if you really don't want to, we don't have to. But I no, I was just saying. I was like, I wonder if we could do, like, um, maybe that could be the Instagram live <laughs> or something like mm. that. Yeah, something. Yeah, we'll think about it. But um, okay. So so did our film this week win any Oscars? <laughs> <laughs> can you uh, can you tell? No, me? bitch, never. <laughs> Tyler Perry will never be on one of these fucking lists. You kidding me? Oh god! And for once, I have to agree with the Academy. <laughs> I'm dead. Ridiculous. Okay, so yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are finally doing a Tyler Perry film. We were a little nervous to be tackling Tyler Perry. We definitely did not touch it, touch his work, um, the first season. And we felt like it would be um, an obvious, um, an obvious conversation <laughs> in our lineup. Yeah, yeah. If if we did not include him, so um, we have him. I think it's obvious um, to most listeners why why uh, we might be a little nervous. Um, his films do well. You know, his films do really, really well. He knows his. Uh, if anything, he does know his audience. Um, are they, you know, I was watching a, um interview today with um Spike Lee about Tyler Perry. Oh, that interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know what interview I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, but where are the lies? You know, where are the lies? <laughs> Yeah, that was. It was a lot that he What was he the line in. he said in that? I didn't even feel like he went that in, but there was one line that now is completely escaping my mind. I know you said we had to do this quickly, but I don't think that's gonna happen. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> Sorry about it. And here I, and I'm like trying to like, I can feel my vision. I'm getting fuzzy and I'm like, fuck. Well, why don't you tell the people while you're trying to get through this so quickly? <laughs> I forgot we were recording tonight. I took my midnight or my, not my midnight, my bedtime edible. And now I'm like, I need to record <laughs> before it fucking hits me. And I'm out here trying to like. And Alice is taking so quote. long talking about the Oscars <laughs> from Spike Lee, <laughs> trying to get all his information. I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> Listen, I wish I was high. <laughs> if we were gonna fucking talk about this, I like, know, I know. This goddamn film. Everyone should watch the uh, Black Femininity TV on a uh, uh, on YouTube. I just was. About- I was just watching her earlier tonight. <laughs> Yeah, she just dropped a new video today. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not watching Black Femininity TV, you need to. <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, he, she has a good one on Tyler Perry. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, his images are, like Spike says, his images are troubling. And mm-hmm. um, he is extremely proud and doesn't give a shit what anyone thinks about uh, his workflow or what he produces nope. or what other people think about what he produces. Um, and he has a lot to show for it, you know? There's a lot to say for Tyler Perry in the sense that, like, he's the only... Uh, he owns the only black production company. Mm-hmm. Period. Like film film <laughs> production company, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like Atlanta, he's he's made Atlanta the Hollywood of the South. He really has, um, and he's been able to do that because of this work, because of his work, the black dollar. Because of the yeah, because of the black dollar, um, and. The white okay. Yeah. I mean, he even... his He had a crazy response to Spike Lee, where he was like... Oh, I watched that too. He was like, I don't give a... Like, I don't give a shit. He's like, only black people do this to each other. You don't see Jewish Americans shitting on each other in the press like this. Like, <laughs> only Negroes do this. You know? And then, he, and then he deigns to compare himself... To Booker T. Washington and W. E. Du Bois, Jesus. and I was like, "Brother, God. you realize you're Booker T. Washington in that debate, right? Oh my no God. one wants to be Booker. T. <laughs> you want to be Du Bois, yeah, and he, he like can't oh take God. criticism at all. Nah, yeah, he. I mean, especially when he did that post about um, not having a writers' room. Yeah, that was. That was a lot. Um, that was a lot. He's extremely anti-union. Yeah, I've heard. I read boss. a whole thing of horror stories about employees at his production company. And it's, um, you know, and I feel like it's difficult because you want to take. You always want to see where those sources are coming from. Because white people do love to tear down black men. <laughs> like, and, and you want to know, like, how much is. I just want to, if I'm going to hear criticism, I want to hear from black people, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, and his writers, um, have spoken out in ways that are troubling, but, um, but like I said, he has built himself an empire and, um, he's done it, he's done it with films like the one we're going to review now. So, um, yeah, this, this movie did not win the Academy Awards or (laughs) was not nominated for shit. Um, today we are reviewing... Daddy's Little Girls, uh, written and directed by Tyler Perry, of course, starring Idris Elba, Gabrielle Union. We got Tracy Ellis Ross up in here. Yeah. I was like, hey, Trace. Hey. <laughs> um, and I don't know. Do you want to do you want to give us some of your first thoughts or give us well, some of your I would ask, like, how experience? familiar are you with Tyler Perry before this movie? Like, how many of his other movies have you seen? Are you aware of, like, kind of the formula of how a lot of his movies work? Uh, I haven't watched a lot of his films. Um, I've maybe seen one or two um, and then maybe seen other, like, reviews of his films. Mm hmm. And sort of was like, oh, it's for me. <laughs> um, but I can't, like, name any, I guess. I'm like, what have I seen of Tyler Perry's? I remember I, I, saw, I saw Medea Goes to Jail when I was, like, 15. And I, and I was unaware of that 
because I thought it was going to be a comedy. And that's really how a lot of Tyler Perry movies are advertised is as comedies. Mm -hmm. But then when you go to see them, it's a very dramatic um, movie with some comedy that happens here and there. And that's what um, that's what that movie was. And then uh, I watched Why Did I Get Married 2? which was just like that. The advertising seemed like it was going to be this funny thing about like a couple's retreat. And then you watched it and it was actually very dramatic. You, the dudes were like abusive. It was, mm. it was just fucking crazy. And he always uses that same actress to be like the crazy girlfriend or the crazy wife. Who's also in this one where she acted exactly the same, like just like yeah. so over the top, you know, but yeah. I think I've seen Daddy's Little Girls once, but I can't remember. I think I was like way too young to really retain anything cuz like some images I was like that looks familiar, but I can't remember. Yeah, let me look up what year this is as well. Um 2007. Okay. So, um yeah, I can't re- I can't honestly sit down and name one that I've seen. Um but so this was this was good, you know. This is a first, first true sit down watch endeavor for me. Yeah. What were your someone? What were some of your first thoughts on this film, Aubrey? I I mean I wasn't a fan. Uh, <laughs> I felt pretty angry the whole time. A lot of things were just like I don't obviously I'm not a fan of how he characterizes women. They're very one-dimensional in the writing style it's like he was hitting you over the head with certain themes and I was like okay I get it um I just I don't like this kind of uh I don't like these women I don't like the characters I don't like what they imply and I've seen the trope before so (laughs) what about you (laughs) yeah um, I will say that he has the function of a movie down, you know, like every, every <laughs> plot makes sense. Has it has like function. a line and it like concludes all in like clean, clear ways. You know, everyone yes. learns something or doesn't. There's repercussions. There's yeah. not. There's it, a, there's a all... building action. There's a, there's a falling action. There's you know, and some of these films we've watched don't do that. Some some of them have gotten to places where you're like, what, sir? Like, what is happening here? Yeah. And, and you know, this was written clearly, okay. so that's good. Yeah, it was clear. Um, the message was clear, and I didn't like the message. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I again, I really don't want to just get on here and be like, Tyler Perry's trash. But like, I, I wish hate. we had maybe watched a different one. I don't know if I would have been happier with the plot or not. I know. We really tried to find something that we would have liked. And, um, um, and I feel like a lot of the criticism of Tyler Perry can be very classist. Mm-hmm. Um, but for this particular film, it came off very misogynistic, men's ru- misogynistic, 
and it felt like men's some men's rights activists yeah. shit. Like it just felt like, you know, men's rights, which is kind of an interesting conversation because usually men's rights activists very much get played as white. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when we hear about men's rights activists and um, uh, the news, it's always this sort of incel, white um, sort of people. Um, and a lot of their argument is about the court system. A lot of their argument is about how um, the courts favor the mother in um, these kind of situ in um, in custody battles, which is true. Um, and instead of understanding that, like we are all suffering under the patriarchy, uh, they have claims that you know women are out here that, that, that that's women privilege right there is what that is it's it, not exactly oh well we assume women are nurturers and should be at home with the children and that's like they're that's something they genetically need to be doing so therefore any situation in which should it go with the mom or the dad we're going to choose the mom which is sexist <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so um is it's, it's it felt very much um, in line with that kind of uh, political ideology, which was concerning to me. And, but I don't know. I don't think that men's rights activists were such to the point where in 2007, I think this is maybe something that I'm also looking back on from, you know, 2021 and being like, this, this sounds like some men's rights activist shit. Yeah. But I don't think MRA people were, killing it then like this is pre-2008 you know this is pre-obama <laughs> you, don't think they were you know like <laughs> like i mean they were maybe around but they weren't out here like they are now uh yeah. just like a lot of these white supremacist groups weren't around in the way yeah. they were now because i mean and it's so, much easier to uh radicalize someone online now and everybody's online so yeah this is 2007 far easier like, to organize no one had <laughs> iphones yeah, no one had iPhones. No one had shit. I had. I didn't have a Facebook. I didn't have shit. You know, like, um. So it was you know this isn't to say that that was a conscious decision of Perry's or anything, or that's you know where his politics actually lie. But looking back, this that's this this is the kind of ideology um, that I felt was represented in this film. Not, but again, not to say that this was purposeful. Um, Okay, so ready to get into it? Ready. (laughs) So we start the film off and we meet Monty, who is Idris Elba. He's working at a mechanic shop. In my notes, I said car fixing place. (laughs) And then Tell I wrote, me why filming. I had issues deciding what this was called to. I put open to a garage <laughs> slash shop. I was like, car fixing place. Like, bitch. Garage Try slash again. shop. Like, um, I didn't feel like that's all I wrote for that. It's just that that's where he works. This is why I don't start. Okay. I'll take it from there. <laughs> 
He works at a car fixing place. <laughs> Take it away, offering. And then I just said he goes home. They're just like introducing him. I don't okay, know. But, but then his boss asks him to be a driver. Remember? I didn't write any of that shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. So. Monty, oh, works the, Monty works the car fixing place and uh, his boss goes out to him sweet guy he's uh, asking him if he wants to be a driver for some like rich person and Monty's like oh sure yeah I'll do that because he wants to uh, save up for a down payment so he can buy the shop from uh, his boss one day um, <clears throat> there we go there's a that's that's how you open a podcast <laughs> Monty works at car fixing place. <laughs> Bitch. It's not a, like, okay. a, like a children's book. Okay. <laughs> I know. I'm like, did you try? Did you watch this film, Allison? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So uh, then Monty, uh, he goes up to an apartment in his neighborhood. He's dropping off groceries to this sickly ass looking lady uh, who is his ex-girlfriend's mother. Uh, we then meet the his three girls, uh, who are obviously so happy to see him because he's a hashtag great dad. <laughs> That's what I wrote. <laughs> hashtag dad life. <laughs> dad life. They're all like happy to see him. And he's like, oh, do take me to the movies this weekend. He's like, yeah, because that's daddy daughter day. And I'm like, they're trying. I'm just saying they're laying it on really thick that he's a great dad. That's a lot. <laughs> he's the best dad. In the he's whole the best world. dad ever. But, you know, yeah. So he, <laughs> Because he takes them to the movies. That's, that's when real <laughs> relationships are born. Is at the movie theater. <laughs> I was like, he gets rewarded for like. The simplest shit, but anyway, I know this is this is the shit that's so yeah. This is why this is why this is why dads have no concept of what <sighs> dadding should be. <laughs> I swear they think it's just taking you to the movies, and it's like, Ugh. yeah, like oh, I'll take them to the movie on the weekend, and then hashtag dad life. Um, that's me. Hashtag best dad ever. <laughs> best dad ever. Um, <laughs> he hands the grandma. I think her name is like Miss K, is what he calls her. So gives her some money because I guess she, she watches the girls during the day while he's at work um, and then the grandma proceeds to like roast her own daughter saying she hasn't been around in months um, and then she tells Monty that they need to both go to family court so he can be given custody and he's like I can't take the girls I can't take them full time they're only my children and she's like motherfucker I'm dying you're dying <laughs> Dude, I'm literally, I'm literally dying. I'm literally I have dying. Fucking cancer. I cannot watch your kids. My anymore. daughter lives with a drug dealer. Yes. You have no other fucking choice. You need to do this. Yeah. So that's yeah. What well, that's also when she says her uh, daughter, whose name is Jenny, is dating the town drug dealer Joe, <laughs> who everybody oh, Joe. hates. <laughs> and then the next scene, she's legit dead. <laughs> She's dead. She's just dead. Next, I mean, they're not fucking around. Tyler Perry's like, we got shit to get to. We got, we got plot points to get through. We, we meet Let's her move. and then Let's like move while people she, while she's talking. Like these, this fucking like bell starts the dong dong like from a funeral. And she's just dead. I was like, she's super dead. Five minutes. Okay. 
Um, and at her, and then at the funeral, yeah, at the funeral, this is when we we actually meet Jenny, her daughter, and she's losing her shit. She's cr- she's going off, but nobody told her about the funeral. So when did an actual? Wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah a little. What? So she, she didn't know about the funeral. They didn't tell her. Yeah, no, because she's like, why didn't nobody tell me about Mama? Well, you didn't tell me. Like literally, she like nobody invited her to the funeral. So I was that like, it's weird. Yeah, I'd be kind of <laughs> mad too. But okay. Um, but then you know she then she's like forcibly trying to take her girls out of the car and she's just screaming and threatening, just acting a fool yeah. because you know that's what these hood black women be like. <laughs> Yep. So they leave mom at the funeral <laughs> and at the funeral place at the graveyard. Jesus Christ. The car fixing plays the funeral <laughs> funeral the funeral place. I I do a podcast. What are what is speaking? How do I do a podcast? We don't like, know what words are. An alien oh that's my still God. learning English. Please. <laughs> <laughs> literally that's like any fucking sense okay so they go to dad's place and um he sort of shows them around he's gonna sleep on the couch the girls go to the room and they just have one bed and he needs to get bunk beds and sort of prepare here um but um and then monty goes ahead and does uh plans to do that driving job mm-hmm. that was mentioned at the first scene that i didn't talk about at all so <laughs> He's driving a fancy car, drives up to pick up uh, Gabrielle Union, who is Julia. She's a high-powered lawyer um, and a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) She's literally like, like this is. She's literally like, I don't. She's she's insane. Her, she's literally her, fucking I was like no woman acts like this this is like no, my main problem with Julia is that she is not a woman like she does not make any of the choices or say any of the things that I feel like make sense for her to be yeah it's just so incredibly classist right out the gate she's just immediately like I don't like to fraternize which is honestly the opposite of how like rich black people act they'll try to pretend that they're best friends with their um (laughs) with the people that are working under them and um she literally at one point even refers to him as the help (laughs) and it's a lot i'm just like okay um so they get in the car she throws a crazy fit about the directions um and then surprise surprise he knows the better way and gets there faster because we, we need to undermine her <laughs> right out the bat. Immediately. Um, so. Oh, excuse me. Um, Jenny gets into the courtroom where she's lawyering. And they have a. <laughs> That's what I wrote. <laughs> I said she's really good at lawyering. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a very strangely pro-law moment. Where um, a search warrant gets thrown out um, mm-hmm. because they didn't have a... They obtained it illegally or like yeah, they didn't the have... The evidence gets thrown out because they obtained it illegally because they didn't have a warrant for the car. They only had a warrant for the house. I know. And they framed this like this is bad. And I'm like... I was like, yeah, it has to be thrown out, guys. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's Law that's, Order 101. That's why you have things called... 
civil liberty. <laughs> I know. It's very weird. Um, so I thought that was a strange moment. Um, oh, is she, does she? So does she go to this court? No, she's in. So <laughs> Julia. Hey, do I watch this fucking? Julia's show? in her own courtroom, and she, and Monty and oh, the right. neighbor are watching her, and she's like, "Oh, she's a badass." But then we go across the hall and see that Joe is on trial. Who's jenny's boyfriend the drug dealer and then we see that and that's where this like yeah we see that yeah, he gets okay. let off and then his the lawyer that's trying to like put him in jail is like we need this guy off the street like implying that the community is like like hates him because he's ruining the community because he's selling drugs right yeah right uh but they but they can't get him because they don't ever have any um uh witnesses because everyone in the community is too scared to actually testify against him right great right. so um monty is sitting outside by the car and jenny comes out with her uh man after the evidence gets thrown out this this roast monologue this is the most insane shit i have ever heard yes what who who what other i just don't i've never heard one black person talk to another black person this way Girl. In my life, she calls him a slave. She called him a slave, and then she's a like, slave. "I cannot. I'm disgusted with myself. Can't believe I had three kids by you." Yeah, because he's working. This is also <laughs> why this job. is crazy, though. I was like, they have her acting this crazy. He has three children with her. Okay, this wasn't. It isn't like he doesn't. It's not like he doesn't know her. He had three yeah. children with her. He chose to have three children. So I'm like, okay, how did this? How did she progress then? At one point, at what point was she a normal person, and then she became this? And they address that slightly later when, which doesn't, which didn't make any uh, sense. Yeah, uh, Julia at one point asked him like. What the hell happened here? You have some crazy taste in women. He's like, oh, she didn't used to be like that. And I'm like, okay, but like how? Yeah, and he goes, how did she? He says like the hood will do that to you. He blamed it on the hood. I know. And I was like, the hood. As if everyone that comes out of the hood behaves like this. Like there's just, it's just inevitable that if you live in poverty, that you are just destined to then behave completely irrationally and... I don't know, violently. Like, this is yeah, insane. This was, like, like, such a crazy monologue. His wife, I mean, his ex is, as you can see, she just kind of, she just tries to cut the fuck in. Um, but she it's also insane. says during her monologue, like, that he won't do anything because he doesn't want to end up back in jail. So that's when we find out that uh, Monty at Ooh. one point was in jail. <sighs> so um, Jenny leaves, feeling real good about what she just did. But Tracy Ellis Ross... And then another friend sort of come up and are like, hey, is this Julia's car? Great. We're just going to slide in here. Super. Um, then Jenny gets out of court, gets in the car. They're in the car. They're driving. In the car, the friends are like trying to set up Julia on a blind date. And they tell her that she needs a man. She needs to get laid. And the office is talking about how her bitchy ass is just ruining overall's day because she just can't get those other two things done and you gotta get so, that frigid bitch uh trope in there that needs just needs to have sex so she won't be such a fucking bitch anymore <laughs> genuinely so great 
They set her up on a blind date. Oh my god, this um, date. This was maybe the only funny part of this film for me. This fucking I was like, date. <laughs> I was like, this date was funny. This was <laughs> funny. Minus the racism that just had to be in there. I was like, can we can we not do this? But um he's like racist towards the um uh Asian waiter. Oh, I didn't know I don't remember that. Yeah, he looked up at him and goes, Do you guys serve Chinese food? Oh my god. <laughs> Disgusting. But yeah. This guy is like this guy is crazy. He's he's like this envi- he says this environment is gangster. Like he's he's like a supposed to be a <laughs> he's like rapping like rapper guy or something. <laughs> yeah, he's he asked if she could take the bill. Like it's I was like, this is funny. <laughs> Her reaction to it afterward was not funny to me, though. That's when we see the depth of her fucking attitude. They basically, it's, I feel like they literally made this woman a white woman. Like, she acts like a fucking white woman the entire time. Like, she doesn't, like, she does, like, things, as if certain things would just escape her. And I'm like, she, that's why this woman also doesn't make any sense. Yeah. In the way that she (laughs) acts. Yeah, so she gets back in the car. She's on the phone with Trace Ellis Ross. She proceeds to be the most classist fucking bitch I've ever heard. Um, and about the way black men <clears throat> dress and they talk and why why can't they just speak the right way? Is that why is that so out of fashion? And I'm like, bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's too much. It's just like I don't. Okay, and Tracy Ellis Ross tells her that she needs to lower her standards. Just problems on problems on problems. So, um, she, uh, and then, um, Monty actually gets a phone call and she is very upset. The fact that he would take a phone call. She is livid. Um, and then he just proceeds to take her to drive to the hospital. And I was like, after he's put her in his, her place, like verbally, He's like, I'm so tired of your stuck up bitch ass. Like, I want you're gonna sit back and shut up. And then he like drives off to the hospital. And then you're supposed to feel it, like, yeah, he finally told that bitch what's what. And I'm like, this is highly inappropriate though to drive. Oh yeah, her to absolutely. This place. <laughs> like to not tell her. Like if you wanted to, it was insane that she wouldn't let him answer the phone. Yeah, that she was. That's the thing. I was like, she acted like a total bitch beforehand so that when he does something crazy you don't think what he's done is wrong because of the way she acted before it yeah so she's portrayed completely unreasonably when it's actually completely reasonable that if you're being if you're in an uber and then suddenly an uber was like oh i gotta go to the hospital and took you there and took you there to because his kids were there and then just leaves you in the you'd car you'd be like you'd be like what the fuck am i supposed to do here like and her phone you was don't dead. know this person just just i anyway so um they go to the emergency room and his kids are there um because the littlest one started a fire the oldest one is what like 11 yeah and she was home alone with them and he was like i feel like the oldest one is old enough to watch them however there was a little fire that got started although we never see any of like 
We don't see remnants of that fire. <laughs> yeah, we don't see any of the action. We don't even see the kids at this scene. Which I was like, for yeah. a movie called Daddy's Little Girls, we don't see those bitches very often. We don't. We really don't. Which is, I don't know. That's that's the thing I was most disappointed about this film. Was like, really thought it was gonna be about like fatherhood. Uh, fatherhood. Yeah. And the, I thought it was gonna be like him maybe getting um, custody and having to learn how to reconnect with the girls and. Like, I really thought it was going to be... <laughs> yeah, no, it's just a horrible romantic comedy. <laughs> it's... Which is really just disappointing. Um, so, Jenny and Joe are there as well in the emergency room. And CPS, or the social worker, comes up and is like, Hey, explains that the, a fire happened, that it was extremely dangerous, they shouldn't have been left alone. And because of that, the mother and her boyfriend are going to have custody for now. Which is obviously not great, because... They're dealing drugs from their home. Yeah. <laughs> in in that place, which isn't good. Yikes. It's not good. <laughs> like, and um This was the part that started feeling very men's rights activisty to me. <laughs> like, and um the at one point Joe turns around and looks at Monty and says, I'm gonna have a really good time raising your daughters. And then a fight breaks out, and I was like yeah, that's a good way to get punched. That's a good yeah, way to get punched. Like, that's fuck. That's that's a good way to get disgusting. punched. What? Thank you. It's <laughs> disgusting. So oh, God. So Julia witnesses this entire confrontation. Um, before she came in, she like gave herself a weird pep talk in the car by herself, where they just say things that are so on the nose. Like she's like, "I am in control. I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna say, take me home, brother.' Like she's trying to." I, I was like, what? Like, she's never called a brother like a brother. Like, she's never like, called a brother a brother. Like, she... That's where I'm like, what? What? Okay. And then, like, obviously, no. they're trying to say, oh, she's a control freak. Because she's sitting there saying, like, I'm in control. I'm in control. It was just... It's just too on the nose. <laughs> it's just... I mean, a lot of this that's upsetting to me is also, like, these... We're also talking about whiteness as well. Even though there's not white people here, you're clearly coding julia as someone who has a serious proximity to whiteness and an uncomfortableness in her own blackness and even though you're clearly seeing like that as a problem she's also the desirable one so you're spending time coding and having a black woman perform whiteness and then also telling an audience but that's right this is what's desirable yeah like is this girl is this woman not what's her face from soul food the crazy successful sister who was a bitch to her husband oh my god what was her name tiffany start with a t didn't it maybe terry i don't know but i'm like it's also it just comes out of this desire to punish women who choose careers over being at home and raising children (laughs) yeah even though gabrielle union is not light-skinned she's being coded as that Mm -hmm. like it's I don't know, it's it's interesting to sort of see colorism in a person who is not actually light skinned. <laughs> like yeah. who is like fulfilling this role and playing this like performance of whiteness. Yeah, this performance where she would doesn't know anything where I feel like is would be literally be impossible for her. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. So Monty can't find a lawyer. Um Oh yeah, no, saying Julie witnessed the confrontation, he takes her home, but he she does fire him. 
he can't find a lawyer and then he's so sad he goes to church and then like this long sermon happens that motivates him which i was like okay I so i was this is very much that that's how i know who the audience is for this movie <laughs> i was confused i was like is this a real preacher that we're, we're supposed to know is this a cameo that i'm not understanding because we were on this preacher forever <laughs> i was like is this a political thing that I don't understand? Like, what is going on here? Like, I think I just figured they were trying to get, like, that positive Christian message into the movie for the audience, you know? Like, he went... Yeah. I mean, it might have been a cameo. Maybe that... I think that makes sense as to why they they lingered on it for so long. But they kept cutting to Idris's face where he's just, like, slowly getting more motivated. And he's like, I gotta get my girls back. And that that's what this sermon, like, did for him pumps him up to do yeah, yeah. i was confused because <laughs> it just went on for a really long time like, yeah. it's like i really i felt like you could have cut it down to a third of that time and i would have gotten the <laughs> I point have gotten the point that he's now motivated but you're like no here's a intermission of a sermon for you the so after church um they go outside and the drug dealer boyfriend joe is dealing literally right outside of the church um <laughs> like right across the street and the church members, um, who is Monty's neighbor, and the woman who also works at the um, um, car fixing place, um, encourage Monty uh, um, to go to a community meeting later about the drug problem in the community. Great. So back at mom's house, Jenny's house, um, she has the daughters, and she tells the oldest daughter that she needs to start her own hustle. <laughs> she tells her 11-year-old, I'm gonna need you to start selling my drugs. <laughs> and then tells her that the most important thing in life is to never get caught. Ever. And then she finishes up the entire monologue with, do you want a drink? Do you, do you know what this is? This entire script is like it, this is the fictional woman that men's rights activists talk about when it, it comes to like these court cases. They're like, well, well, what if the woman was a was a drug dealer and she was also crazy and trying to get her kids to sell drugs at school? Then would you give custody to the man? It's like yeah, th- this it's- is that fictional, extreme, crazy scenario that those people that hate feminists come up with to try to like undermine any argument you have well plus like there's a very long history to this black woman character like yes this, this is white supremacy this is white supremacy like black women don't care about their uh children they'll just uh you know they would sell their children for drugs they oh uh the uh, they only have children so they can um get welfare off of them and food stamps and welfare queen and blah and drug addict and blah 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 it's just on and on and on like i'm just like how is this okay like how the thing is we talked about this last we talked about this um last week okay we talked about this exact same character and how she was portrayed in training day and that was written by a white man who Whoop. hates us? Whoop. So what the fuck, Tyler Perry? Like it's it's shit like this, and I'm like, if you're able to pump out this same 
racist bullshit that white people are, you fucked up. Yeah, there's there's something went amiss here, sir. Like exactly, <laughs> I don't understand. It's, it's um, it's it's just as irresponsible. It's just as irresponsible. And it, it, the thing is, is it actually is dangerous. Yeah. White people actually believe this about us. The state believes this about us. And you've decided that if people are going to believe uh, believe this and buy this shit anyway, I, I'm a black man. I might as well profit off it. That's what you've done, sir. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Monty goes to see Julia for help. He's going to ask her. Oh, my God. This part was so bad. So basically, Monty goes to Julia and he calls her sister at one point, which I, we know just triggers the shit out of fucking Julia trying to even Ridiculous. refer to her as black. She gets upset. So he calls her sister. and she, How dare you think I'm black? Like, exactly. And then she like accuses him of pulling the race thing. She's like, I'm not going to help you just because you're black. Like fuck that <laughs> i'm just like why did you become a lawyer bitch then, like exactly black lawyers also, that like aren't out here fighting the fight i don't understand you i don't understand black lawyers who are not out here doing that work because then they try to make it seem like oh well she's such a girl boss because she's the only black person in the office and blah 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 and i was like then why would she act like this okay so anyway so honestly she accuses him of pulling the race thing like as if she's gonna do favors just because he's black then accuses him of only wanting his kids back for like so he can get welfare on them it's disgusting this it's, whole thing and again insane all of these things i could just like i was like if you made that character a white person then i would like believe this because this is what they think but you made it a high-powered black woman lawyer saying these things it just doesn't make any it just doesn't add up exactly you've just repackaged white supremacist ideas into black bodies and it really does remind me of soul food it really does remind me of soul yes. food of like how um, the um, the guy that went to jail was always portrayed as a victim. When I'm like, you put your hands on her. Yes. He broke that entire door at her place of work and dragged her into the back. Exactly. And then lied to but her it's about always, his job. <laughs> it's always excused away. And I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm divorcing myself from a save a brother program. Mm-mm. I'm not here for it because when are they going to be saving us yeah so he took this real fear that black women have and then like made it and then repackaged it in this way that make it to make it look like she's being unreasonable <laughs> because exactly. she says it so cruelly yeah next we have Cece who's the oldest daughter she's at the principal's office and Monty gets called in they're sitting there having a meeting and the principal says that she was caught with drugs monty's like where did you get this where did you get this and then she was like mom made me start selling drugs and she told me if i didn't start selling drugs that joe her boyfriend was going to kill you (laughs) is this not insane the insanity why would she ask jenny and joe show the fuck up and they get into another fist fight I'm sorry, but if these people were such good drug dealers, they wouldn't have their an 11-year-old girl go to school trying to sell to elementary school kids. No, they wouldn't have their own children. Like, like some gangs actually do use children, but like, 
No, not no, their own children. No, not the ones that live in their house. Like not their own children for sure. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh like. My God. And this whole scene is very dramatic. Cece's like screaming. She's like, Daddy, 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 Daddy! <laughs> Wait, when her mother's like barely holding on to her, but she's acting like she's being strangled. I hope. This, these little actresses, I wish we saw more of them. They were out here. <laughs> she was like, they were, they were like, I want that Oscar nom. Yeah. They were like, I want it. I want the Oscar. <laughs> this was her time. She just pulled out all the emotions for this scene. <laughs> I don't. I don't blame her. This because you're being put in such an insane. Like, the only reaction you would have at eleven is the most over-the-top shit. Because this is the most ridiculous scenario I've ever heard. Insane. Next, we have the community meeting that we referenced earlier. They go to the community meeting. The attorneys are like, "Uh, we need the community to testify," and the community is like, "Who will protect us?" If we testify, the owner of the mechanic shop, because that's what those things are called. <laughs> We've called it several other things now. <laughs> he stands up and is like, when I march with Lar- Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> and has the most vague politics I've ever heard. It was just like, we we need to come together. Yes. And that was the extent Martin Luther it. King. I don't even know what... Th- I feel like this is a scene you could have cut. What's the point? <laughs> it's like they, they had to have the scenes that they could... They're trying to establish, like, more of the, the community's, like, feelings towards these drug dealers, I guess. Um, which I feel like was already established by this point, but I guess this just drove it home. <laughs> we just needed it. We just needed, we just needed that one more. Earlier, um, we'd say Julia MLK did show up to the custody hearing. Um because at first, you know, she had said, no, I'm not going to do your shit because you're black. And then <laughs> she, and then during the custody hearing. And I hate you. <laughs> during the custody and hearing. I actually hate she black comes men, in. so. What? I'm actually heartless, so. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard. She does show up, though, and, like, asks the judge for a continuance so they could, like, uh, you know, go over the case together. Um, Julia is now his lawyer. Uh, back at Julia's office, they're going over the details for the case and Julia acts surprised that he's actually been supporting them financially, I guess, um, <laughs> which he takes offense to. She, asks, which you would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she asks if there's anything she should be aware of. And he doesn't like say anything because her friends call um, and she's then they're trying to set her up on another blind date. And then there's like this weird Oops, moment. The subject just got changed and, what couldn't possibly the subject just gets changed and you just yeah, couldn't possibly bring it up another changed. time <laughs> and then um he asks her he's like why do you go on those blind dates you're so beautiful and i'm like she's going on blind dates because she wants a boyfriend like what um but she's <laughs> she's she says it's because she can't find a nice black man um and <laughs> how are you still single negro help me it's like i can't find a good black man um there's nobody in corporate that looks like me and it's very really hard to find somebody that's not like intimidated by me and who also wants to date black women and blah blah, blah. and then he's like oh i love me some black women and then it just like oddly fades to the next scene <laughs> then we get to uh jenny's 
uh, his ex's place, which, does this place not look ridiculous? Her That's apartment? the first thing I said. I said, what the fuck is up with this decor? They're, like, what is it? <laughs> Are, is it? I don't know what it is. It, is, <laughs> I, how can I describe this? Not the two, it's not 2007. It's like 1970s had a baby with the 1990s. <laughs> and that baby was on psychedelics. I feel like and- they're trying <laughs> like they're trying to show classy money versus like non-classy money because when you see Julia's apartment, it's all white and sleek and clearly she's rich, but then you see Jenny's apartment who's also rich because Joe's the best drug dealer in the world and their taste is like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> As if like if you gave like a child a bunch of money and told them to design yeah. a space and they Genuinely. were like this is what rich people's spaces look like right honestly it is crazy. um so the children are in the other room for a minute and then another man is brought into the apartment who owes them money and then jenny has the cronies or whatever beat this man in front of her children (laughs) who who is this woman after she punched him in the face herself (laughs) and they're both like joe and jenny are both sitting there on that couch they looked like they were like the lie like lions from like the lion king like they looked like cartoon like villains like yes the king and queen of of drugs is what they were. <laughs> I'm the king. I'm the king of the drugs. I'm the king of the drugs. Um, too much. Just too much. We um, to hurry up too. Okay. So, back at the office, Monty offers to take Julia home, and then they realize, oh my gosh, Julia's birthday and he's like what are your plans and he's like i don't have any plans i just work 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 and so (laughs) he's like let me show you how to have a good time and then takes her to a blues club that she and i did like this scene yeah she's like is it safe i don't know it was a blues club it's like and she asked if it was safe it's just like like live music and it looked so much fun i hate it I go to the club. The singer's getting it. Yeah. I wasn't mad about it. I like that. It did vaguely remind me of the scene from Queen and Slim. And I was like, I wish this was just the film. I wish the film just, like, loved black people yeah, all the time. And this- I, I really liked the way that that scene looked with the lighting and yeah. everything like that. And then, like, really featuring the artist. I remember in, uh, did you watch Luke Cage? No, but in well in Luke Cage, there they would feature a lot of different uh black artists that would play in like the main club area where like a lot of the action would go down, and it just spends a mm. long time just on them singing the song or like doing their thing, and it's always going on yeah. in the background of all the action because they were like really interested in just like featuring the black music, black artists. It. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, yeah, I was like, damn, I wish the love that I clearly see in this scene could just be shared with the characters yeah you know i wish there was love for these characters i wish there was but... depth yeah, the song the song is a little on the nose though it's like why wow, you played hard to get or something <laughs> just like, everything is on the nose 
Everything has to look okay. Um, But um, she ends up getting super drunk. They do some shots with the uh, singer of the band. Um, Then it seems like it's after hours and they're still there. And they have like a one-on-one sort of dance scene where she takes off borderline all her clothes. She was like, fuck this jacket and fuck this belt and fuck these shoes. What and I was like, are you dancing or just taking your clothes off? I don't understand. Oh my God. Um, but anyway, she's trashed. He's fine because he drives. So he takes her home. Um, she ends up on the bed. He goes to get water for her and aspirin has her take that. And then she's like, let's do it. Let's have the sex. And he did not say no. He's 100% going to fuck her. He was definitely going to fuck her. And then she starts throwing up. So then he doesn't. And he he like throws a fit on the bed about it. Yeah, he's like mad. Um, that would have been rape, sir. Yeah, that would have been rape. She was clearly intoxicated. Super drunk. Like. Then we get bitch brunch, is what I called it. <laughs> Ooh, yes. Explain bitch brunch. Bitch brunch. This is a scene, obviously written by how a man, because this is what he thinks girls, how girls talk about guys and how girls talk each other out of giving fuck boys a chance. You know, this is this is how they imagine it happening. <laughs> you know, to men that aren't even fuck boys. Yeah. Um, so both her friends are telling her she's crazy for daisy- dating the driver because they're like asking like, oh, you look like you had sex when I don't know why she would look like she had some kind of sex glow when she was throwing up the night before. Yeah, they can immediately tell. They're like, oh, my God, you had sex. And I'm just like, oh my God, there's a man in your life because you're glowing. And before you were just so frigid and you were just horrible and dull and ashy, bitch. All you needed a man <laughs> to just melt you. Okay, so they find out it's the driver. They're judging where he lives. They're judging that he has kids. Brenda, which is one of her friends, is especially offended. She's like, fuck you. Don't give this man a chance or you're a fucking idiot. Like, it was, they went real hard. And I was like, okay, I feel like if this was a real conversation between women, these actual real concerns would have been brought to the table, but not have sounded quite like this. (laughs) No, no, absolutely not. Why is it an issue? Why or why is it not okay for the her friends to bring up? Yes, you realize he has three children. Is that not? That's a serious responsibility. That's a serious, that's a serious undertaking. That's a to get involved in that kind of thing with three children, and especially a man that doesn't have a um, working relationship with their mother. That's a serious thing to get involved in. Not to mention if she's literally in the middle of their custody battle. Yeah. No. Um, there are a lot of problems with that. And um, to not acknowledge class dynamics within your own relationship is to allow those p- power structures to fester. That is something you guys would need to talk about. Um Exactly. And when she tries to bring it up later, he shuts down and they make her look like a bitch for doing it. I know, and I'm just like, this is something real. Like, there's going to be a power... There's a power dynamic shift here. Yes. Like, that would need to be discussed. And this is something her Absolutely. friends would have said 
but it wouldn't have been said like this. They're not. No, they would. They would have talked about like, the way we're talking about right now. Exactly. Like, wow, that's um, to not have the same level of education can be very difficult between <laughs> two people. Yeah, they wouldn't have been like, oh, he's gonna run up your credit score, and he's this, and he's that, and like, what do you do? Like, it just wouldn't have. <laughs> anyway, no. That's how. That's was like. That's just how you're framing these these real conversations that would probably happen. Very interesting, very telling. Um, so Monty yeah. shows up at her office, um, which she kind of like freaks out about. She's like clearly like embarrassed that he's coming to the office. Um, he, she asked him to only come by. Who the fuck would be embarrassed that Idris Elba showed up? I don't give a shit what that man is wearing. Everybody would be like, who is he? Oh, they they would all be asking me the questions. Like, it would drooling. <laughs> the drooling. Like, and this is the thing that also just doesn't make sense. Of this, you know, do you remember the episode of The Office where Idris Elba does show up to the office? Yes, that made sense. Yes, that it made did. sense. That every every woman, no matter your color, no matter if you were married, it didn't matter. <laughs> women were like, "Hi, hi, exactly. hey." Yeah. That's the only thing that makes sense. It doesn't matter what the fuck he was Why wearing. Why in the world would she be embarrassed? It's not like he was dressed crazy either. He dresses pretty casual this entire fucking movie. So. Yeah. Insane. Ugh. It, okay. But then they agree to go to like, for like a date later that night where he's already going to introduce her to his children. Inappropriate. Completely inappropriate. <laughs> she goes over to his place that night and we just get this shot of like the girls drilling her um or grilling her what did i say drilling drilling her <laughs> kill me am i here do i speak like <laughs> i'm the one that's high and i just do like... i speak this language like i don't understand um yeah they're grilling her but i didn't feel like it was that bad um i think the little girl um, china is so cute and over the top and sassy and funny <laughs> they're so cute and i love that every and all of their um um, scenes they're all having matching outfits yeah. almost or like at least coordinating I'm like mm, yeah it's very I cute I actually it. really like the name China too I just thought it was just so cute oh really yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's the middle one's name there's Cece China and Lauren I think why would you have another C name come on <laughs> come on now <laughs> get come your on. shit together <laughs> like so um Finally, dad comes home. He has uh, Chinese food, having a grand old time. Um, they have the, we come from two different worlds conversation. <laughs> oh, is that what ha- Yeah. Just, well, um, and that's the thing too, is like, you would have to discuss these things. Yeah. But like, but then they were like talking about their backgrounds. And he's like, oh, it was just so on the nose too. He's like, oh, I'm from the hood and you're, you're from such privilege and I also hated that they had to bring in like Julia had, at one point said that it's her uh, like her dad worked at the same firm and he pushed her yeah. to be successful because he always wanted a son. And I was like, why does a woman being strong always have to be attributed to another man doing that for her? <laughs> Every fucking time. Oh, he always wanted a son. So he treated me like a boy. And because he treated me like a boy, that's why I'm successful. So it's actually because men are just better that they're more successful and not because things stop women from being successful <laughs> t that was a good point yeah that's a that's a good fucking point yeah very frustrating um so uh the next day they go to the mechanic shop and the owner 
um, has a cut. And this is the weird thing about this as well, is there's a lot of telling and not showing. Yeah. Why didn't I see the fire? So why weird. didn't I see why didn't I see this scene? Uh, the owner tells him that he had to chase out some crackheads and uh, and he got cut up while he was chasing these guys out of his shop. And because the uh, neighborhood has gotten so dangerous, he wants to give the shop to Monty. If he can just get together what he can for a down payment, he'll let him just sort of slowly pay it off over however long. And That's um, lucky. <laughs> great. Perfect. Like, let's just tie bow on that one. Done. Next scene, we're at the aquarium. It's a really pretty shot um, of them sitting on a bench, which I liked. But um, while she's there, uh, Julia's with the girls. They're all having like a wonderful family outing thing. Um, and then Julia's girlfriend, uh, who was really mad about the relationship, just so happens to be there with her man. Yeah. And I was like, "Do we? is it half off at the aquarium today? <laughs> it's, oh the, it's the place to be. <laughs> yeah. I was like, who runs into someone at a fucking aquarium? It's like, so random. Especially, like, your best friend <laughs> shows up at the aquarium. Oh, my God. Like, I didn't know you were going to be the, the same fucking today. idea that I did. <laughs> That's really weird. Um, so, anyway. Um... Julia's friend is disgusting and rude and she she calls him the help and it is incredible. I'm just like, who? Who? I have I was, she just she just she also she's like, "Well, you're the only black woman at this level and you'll and basically she's like, you'll be bringing us all down by dating the help." Is basically what she's saying. <laughs> and I was like, "Do you think that's how black women discuss race?" Like I just <laughs> Honestly, and on and that's it's just not even like what the statistics say no okay black women are actually more likely than any other race in america to actually date and marry men who are less educated than themselves there you go we are born into the save a brother (laughs) program Okay, like, let's not hear about how, oh, well, you can't, like, black women just never want to give a black man a chance because, uh, especially when they're overeducated, like, we're overeducated because we're the most, un- uh, like, we're the, what, some of the least married people in this country. Yes. And the most educated. Black women are the most educated population in this country. So let's shame them for that in this movie. Exactly. As if that attributes to the reason why she can't find a man. It's because she's educated and that's her fault. And it's just like, oh my God. Anyway. Um, So she tries to bring this up to Monty. Like, because obviously it was hella awkward when Brenda was there just like roasting him when he was two feet away from them. And so. I don't know you're trying to talk about this at the aquarium though wouldn't you try to like finish the day and be like let's talk about this later yeah it was probably an appropriate time but she she brings it up and she's like you know i'm trying like this is all new to me and then he shuts down and shuts her out and is like fuck you um that was the most true part of the entire film though i was like wow why do black men do be doing this it was just all so strange because at first he's like, you know, is it because you're embarrassed to be with me? And she's like, no. And he's like, if it's embar- if you're embarrassed, just tell me. Like, I can take it. Just, like, tell me. So then she tells him and then he shuts down. Yep. And I was like, what? You just told her to tell you. Um, like, yeah. Um, nothing is more frustrating than trying to have a conversation with someone who just has completely disappeared. Yeah, he was out. So they drop off the it's- girls. Uh, we see Jenny clad in her hair, hair rollers. Which, you know, another stereotypical image right there. Honestly. Um, and Julia 
then explains to Monty that the last man she was with for six years broke it off with her like a few days before his wedding to another woman. And I was like, that that was so weird. I was like, his wedding. I was like, yeah, I was like, what is his you- wedding? Yeah, I was just like, that was a weird way to say that. So I'm assuming you'd have you dated somebody for six years and didn't know they were literally seeing somebody else to the point where they got engaged to them and and planned a whole wedding like a, a few days before <laughs> like that's just a really another extreme scenario is it not <laughs> Could yeah just be I, that he I was cheated. I, did, I was so confused i was like maybe what i was like maybe it was their wedding like <laughs> what i just was I, like I don't, know. I don't know why you would say his wedding just, but it could have been theirs. I don't know. I was really like, I really have no idea what you were trying to. I don't know. Because it was a weird way to say it either way. Whether it was their wedding or it was someone else's, it was still a very strange it way. It was a really weird way to phrase to it. So say we, it. we don't really know what happened. But then just because some weird. You couldn't just do a little bit of editing in that script to make it make any fucking sense. <laughs> and I thought, I, I don't know, watching her, she like then starts like crying and I felt like this scene was very unearned. Like, she's she's randomly crying. I felt like there was really no build-up to this. She just randomly says this, and then she's crying, and it's a little awkward. And I feel like... Then she starts just being like, I'm just in love with you, yeah. and I, I, just don't, I just hope I'm not alone in this. And although it did feel unearned, I was like, Gabrielle Union deserves better. Gabrielle yes. Union is such a great actress, and she deserves better than this. Than she this script. Than this. Absolutely. And I feel like they only made her vulnerable here because they need to break her. They need to break her character. Like I feel like this whole movie is them trying to put this woman in her place because she dared yeah. to have a career. So when in reality I'm like, wasn't this supposed to be about Daddy's little girl? Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe Gabrielle Unit is the little girl. <laughs> They're trying to be like, You need to you need to get in place. You are his Oh, maybe maybe that's the underlying story here. Next scene uh, is in court. Um, they're at one of the um, custody hearings. Everything's going well until <laughs> until it comes out that Monty has been to jail for raping a 16-year-old girl. I cannot believe they did this. I cannot believe they did this whole storyline. Also, I just don't understand how you could be someone's lawyer and not know that. Like, you're a bad lawyer. Why didn't she do a background check? It doesn't make any sense that she wouldn't. It doesn't make any sense that she wouldn't. Just, 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 just that's a bad job. It's yeah, she, bad she's job. not good. They end up storming out afterwards, and she's like, don't fucking touch me. You're a rapist. Oh, my <laughs> and God storms off don't touch me just it's it's over you hear me it's over it's over <laughs> um then she's with her girlfriends and they're like is it as bad as it sounds and it's like yeah it's pretty bad yeah it's pretty bad girl <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty bad um and um then we're back with monty he's at his apartment and his daughter's come over they basically have run away from their mother who when he leaves the apartment it seems like she just lives right across the street (laughs) i was like okay so you're like right across the street um runs away from mom they say that i want to stay with daddy because now joe is hitting china 
She has this giant bruise on her back. It, it's it's extreme. Um, the stakes are just getting higher and higher yes. here. He's he's pretty mad. He puts the girls to bed. He starts sort of like punching the air outside and being pissed off and shit. Um, then we get this flashback scene quickly where we see that the supposed rape of uh, was of a white girl and that she just falsely accused him of rape when he didn't want to have a relationship with her. Yeah, she lied about her age. She said she was 18 mm. when she was 16. And then, like, they have it happen so quickly. She's like, are you going to call me? And he goes, no. And she's like, you're just like the other guys. And then the dad, like, flies in and is like, what's happening here? I was like, this all is happening real quick. He's like, you got things to, did he force her? You? He said, we got to go. Yeah. We got things to do. Did he force you? And she's like, yeah, yeah, he did. And then I like, has this like mischievous look on her face. And I'm like, you know, there's a history of this. And I don't know. It's, um, it's difficult. He's definitely doing a lot of racial work here. Um, I feel like making, even making her white you're you're still putting the idea out there that women lie about rape because they're offended that you won't call them the next day or because they they then regret sleeping with you so then they lie about rape but the difficulty with this is that there is a history of this when it comes to black men and white women like of of white women claiming rape because they've been caught with black men. There is a long history of that. Yeah, but she said because he won't call her. <laughs> and Jenny goes, she goes, you're just like the other guys. I was like, that reasoning yeah. isn't there, though. It's like, yeah. why didn't he just make it about race yeah. then? Why didn't he just say that she didn't want her dad to find out she was with a black man? Why did she have to yeah, say the part the part where she says, "Oh, it's because you she he deliberately said he wasn't going to call her he wasn't going to call her." Yeah. I was like, "That's yeah. the that's the argument." I'm like, "I if I just wish he it just It should have just been about race. Yeah, it should have yeah, just just right. about what it was or about race. What I Yeah, say. about race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't think I just don't think rape should be a plot point in your film no. like when there's other ways to get there. Honestly, you could have cut this whole thing about um, going to jail about this rape ab- accusation, the movie would have been exactly the same, and you would have saved us fifteen minutes. Yeah, you you like what did this add to the film? Absolutely. Like, you could have had a different third act um, disagreement for Julie to be upset about. Yeah, he could have been lying about literally anything else. <laughs> He could have been lying about his job or something. Yeah. That would have actually made sense. Or maybe he just went to jail for robbery. <laughs> like, yeah. or maybe he took the fall for one of his friends or something. Like, I don't know. Just literally yeah, anything. Yeah, something that makes him a better guy or something. Yeah. Like, but not being the, like, victim of uh, a historical racist trope um, and then not even using it properly by being like, oh, he didn't color back. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's very, like... It just makes everything a lot messier. It's just, well, like, how... And, again, I think it's maybe just him knowing his audience a little bit and just being like, this is something that black people are going to recognize. They're going to, you know, this is why you shouldn't fuck white women. Like, this, you know, like, this is why you shouldn't... 
you should be fucking with them because they'll just they just claim it was rape and yeah and it's just dangerous and don't don't fuck white women and don't you dare make it a racial baby <laughs> otherwise you'll get <laughs> shitty little bitches making podcasts about you <laughs> yeah just messy um but he gets in his car and then crashes his car into Jenny and Joe's car in the middle of the intersection. And then they play the song Change Gonna Come yeah. by Sam Cooke. And I was like, what does this song have to do with Yeah, I was like, this sounds <laughs> better in Malcolm X. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love this song? It's just like, this is supposed to be a, this is a civil rights song. Yeah, and he went there to beat up a... I mean, I think that's what they were framing that as, though. He went there to beat up a drug dealer that was threatening his community, a black community. So he's like... They're trying to draw this kind of like... Like he's the leader, the new leader of the community. This is white supremacy. I'm sorry. Like, this is white supremacy. Is And it's like, this is, co- this is cop logic. This is cop logic. We need to get these... We need to get these... Um, these animals off the street we need to get these black drug dealers that are ruining the community like as if they're not people yeah and then we have film this film frames drug dealers like they're not people like they're not putting yeah like they're just some like, weird like king a- and queen of the town that walk around yeah. like the old lady at the beginning she's like he walks around like he's god and i'm like would he though like I just- yeah, <laughs> like like they're not part of a a system like, like they're, they're not, not victims of, too like, exactly there's no they don't have anything it's not like they have um larger contextual conversations like they did in um boys in the hood who brings in these drugs Mm-hmm. you know who where do they get these supplies how do they you know like there's no um structural discussion here it's all blame all the blame is placed on these bad negroes <laughs> these bad animalistic Negroes who just don't give a shit about anyone else that would sell their own children um, if they had to. And it's just like so um, it's 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 like people don't want. I understand like how a lot of the critique of Tyler Perry can be very classist, but I'm like, there's so much classism and like dangerous propagandic ideas in his films. Yes. So I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't find that progressive. There's nothing progressive about this. I don't this. find it's, it progressive, even though I, like, I, I want to look at his black bodies. Yeah. I want to look at his accomplishments and say that that means something, you know, to the black community. But I'm like, does it, if you're mi- pr- producing these types of images over and over again, exactly. At what cost? And putting the blame on black people back onto them. So, exactly. By any means necessary is not by any means necessary for black capitalism. It's any means necessary for black liberation. Yeah. And you're not achieving that with with films like this. The community comes together. A brawl breaks out. They they help Monty beat the shit out of the drug dealers. Um, they all end up in which this ends up on the news. Julia sees the news, and during this TV segment it says that it brings up monty's name and that he was falsely convicted of rape um i was like since when does the news ever get anything right like that not to mention what do you mean you were falsely convicted if he was still on probation after his sentence oh yeah so he's not legally or like publicly known 
for this. He was false. not acquitted. No, 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 no. He's... Legally, he's just a rapist. Like, so why would they say falsely? Exactly. If that wasn't just his actual. Because they needed, they needed Julia to know. <laughs> why would she suddenly? I don't. <laughs> I'm just like I don't um, understand. Yeah. So then we're in court. Um, the entire community is there, all 15 of them. So they have their sentencing and it looks like they're going to get off unless they can have some witnesses who are going to testify against them. And the community stands together (laughs) and they decide that they're going to testify against Joe and Jenny and great. Perfect. So they're convicted. Goodbye. Throw away the key back into the cell where you belong. (laughs) Um, then it's Monty's turn. Everyone's like, yay, Monty, you know, big hoorays and stuff. Um, Julia comes in last minute to help. They have a quick little conversation. And he's, she's like, let me help you. And I'm sorry. Because I'm the one that needs to apologize in this situation. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. So, or the prosecution is saying that he also needs to go to jail because he ran his car into this, into Joe's car. And, but the community decides that they will not testify to that. And that it was definitely an accident. <laughs> So sometimes we want the law to work and sometimes we don't. <laughs> yeah, just whatever, I guess. And so, yeah, they he gets off and the children are released to him. Perfect. And he says he loves Julia. Awesome. Um, he gets his new shop. Then, <laughs> yep, gets the new shop. The girl, his kids, he's a neighborhood hero. And they go to the garage to celebrate with the whole community. <laughs> Every single hero. box was checked. <laughs> check, 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 check. Love that. Love that. So. Yeah, that's that movie. So thanks for listening. Um, let us know your thoughts on this film. We would love a more nuanced conversation about um tyler perry or any better recommendations if you have them because daddy's girls we thought was safe but if you think there's really an actually good tyler perry movie we should actually watch um please let us know (laughs) yeah i really want to know maybe we'll put that in the um we'll also have a poll for that or a suggestion box Mm -hmm. being like recommend your favorite tyler perry movie what what tyler perry movie do we definitely need to see um but overall, it was difficult to get through. Very. Mostly because I can't speak English for some reason tonight. <laughs> um, but the story was just... I feel like everyone deserves better, you know? Yeah. Like, that was the line that I was trying to find that Spike Lee said. And it was just, we can do better than this. Oh. You know? Yeah. We can do better than this. Yeah. And we deserve better than this. Yep. I feel like there's ways to to talk to the black community that are not repackaging white supremacist ideas. I believe that too. So, um, thank you for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at mixreview underscore pod. Um, check us out every Friday. If you could go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a review, that would be so helpful. And otherwise, thanks for coming to the movies with us this week. Bye. Bye.